So welcome to Conversations of the Heart Fallon. Um, it's going to be a Father's Day edition. All right. Um, with my brothers, Mark Omar and Samuel Cox. Um, Mark just checked in. Um, but before we do that, um, happy Juneteenth. Um, I just want to kind of just share with you some type of um, the black owned products that I support and that I use. It's just some of them, definitely not all of them. Um, so I have uh, apparel from Kingdom Born right here. Um, he does masks. They do masks. Um, very, 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 very positive. Okay. Kingdom Born. Um, I'm also wearing the J. Wesley Connection. Um, the J. Wesley Collection, excuse me. Um, and uh, you can go check him out as well. I also use uh, Triple Scent. Um, it's an amazing, um, you know, body washes and body oils and shower oils and candles and stuff like that. I also use um, Savoir Frere from Chris Classic. Um, Scotch Porters. Um, the uh, hair wash and conditioners. I also... As far as journals, uh, it's a glow journal from, from Choose Path Wellness. Um, it's really awesome stuff. Um, as far as uh, travel agencies, Black-owned, um, it's uh, Just Ventures and Something New uh, des Destinations. As far as ad agencies, Black-owned ad agencies, I use uh, it's a PH Consulting and Media. And um, as far as Black-owned travel blogs, um, it's holidays, you know, so I just kind of just wanted to just put that out, out there and uh, just let you guys know just kind of what some of the Black-owned products and services that I use. Um, Aisha Curry, she's she's a brand developer, life coach, and things like that. She's awesome, too. Um, it's all about women empowerment, um, so check her out as well. So with that said, I'm going to welcome my brother, see if I can get him in. Speaking of uh, Black-owned business, see if I just tap him in. Mark, my brother, what's going on, sir? Yo, what's good, my brother? How you feeling? Uh, not much, not much. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Of course, man. Of course, we here. You know how it is. It's uh, it's June, June nineteenth. So yeah, Juneteenth. Yo, did we even plan this? Yo, man, it's crazy, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I was just plugging some of um you know, the black owned businesses that I uh, support and products and stuff like that. And so, of course, you are a uh, entrepreneur. Absolutely. Uh, you, are, you own a promotion company. Yes. Uh, you own a fitness center yeah. uh, with mixed martial arts called Uma. Us. Us. Yes. So tell us, you know, just how important that is. Black ownership. Black ownership is... Um... It's, it's everything, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, my lifestyle. Um, I've been in corporate America for, I, I used to work in corporate America and um, I had the luxury of dealing with small businesses. And mm -hmm. um, when I was dealing with small businesses, I get, I got to the, the, the inside scoop of how important it is to own your own business and how mm -hmm. important it is to uh, pass down um, different, different uh, things to your future generations. And one of the things that I noticed was that a lot of uh, these uh, business owners um, in the city, these uh, affluent business owners, were passing down businesses to their, um, to their kids. 
And it's, mm -hmm. this is like generational, generational, generational businesses that was getting passed mm -hmm. down. So, you know, um, one of the other things that I, that I, that I, why I got into owning my own business is the fact that, you know, I had a passion. I, I really loved the arts. I loved doing martial arts from when I was mm -hmm. a kid. Um, I never thought I was going to become a martial arts um, uh, school or martial arts business owner. I just knew that I loved the arts. And um, when I got in touch with a, 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 a mentor, he, he let it, he, he kind of guided me to knowing that this could be a business and this could be a business that is a profitable business. And, um, but I think I started the right way by working my way up through corporate America, understanding that this is, this is a good thing. It teaches you how to work your nine to five. It teaches you how to be uh, aggressive. It teaches you how to be, how to set goals. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm making someone else money and I'm making someone else a lot of money, especially when I was in the right. banking industry. For those of you guys that don't know, mm -hmm. I was in banking yeah. for uh, a very long time since I was 19. So I worked mm -hmm. my way up to, be, to becoming a VP of JP Morgan. And I was working on the Upper West Side for a couple of years and I was making six figures and I was very young and I was very aggressive. But one thing that I realized is that while working this job um, and mm -hmm. while, you know, even though I'm making money, I wasn't necessarily happy. You know what I mean? Right. Because at the end of every month, if anybody understands the sales culture, the sales culture is you're only as best as your, as your previous month. So each month mm -hmm. you're going to have to, you know, keep, keep, you know, pushing the, you know, calling clients and doing the, the hustle and bustle, which is cool. But then when I realized how much money I was making these corporations, this corporation and how much I was seeing, it didn't really add up. You know, it wasn't really a balance. So I decided to um, to give up my job and um, and I had a nice uh, savings and I had some, you know, 401k and I just invested it in myself. So, you know, it was a good thing that I that I opened my own business because now nine years later, you know, I consider myself successful. You know, I own a, mm -hmm. like you said, I own a martial arts school. I own a promotions company. You know, I have Omar Enterprise where we do the after school company. So it's all about giving mm -hmm. back at this point. You know what I mean? So right. I consider myself successful. I consider, you know, I got two kids and, um, you know, Father's Day is a Sunday and it's, um, yep. you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling blessed, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and also, uh, we're going to get to that in one, in one second, but also your students, you know, um, I know that, that they, they range in age, but, but how many students do you have? So before COVID, you know, this is, um, I was over 200 students. Yeah. And, you know, it was over over 200 students. And, um, you know, I've taught over a thousand kid, uh, students, you know what I mean? From all ages, from mm -hmm. ranges from ages three up until I think my oldest students was about 65 or something like that. Right. You know, and, and for the youth, um, even though you have two kids of your own, a lot of kids look up to you. And, so, and some may even look at you as, as a father figure, and, and, and that's super important in the black community as well. Uh, right. So I just wanted to salute you for that as well. I appreciate um, that. So in, in, in the spirit of Father's Day, man, happy Father's Day. Um, uh, thank you, my brother. I know that you're raising two wonderful um, black boys. Yes. And um, so just tell me, just what does like Father's Day mean to you, and what does being a father just mean to, to you, Mark? Um, Father's Day... It's, uh, you know, I'm the youngest out of five, five kids. So, right. you know, when I think of Father's Day, it's I'm a father of two boys, but I think of my father. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, and 
that that hits home to me because my father sacrificed so much for us. I'm first generation um, uh, here in, in this country. Uh, my father and my mother were born in Antigua. And, right. um, you know, my father, you know, left his comfort zone. He enlisted in the army. He came here. So he, we're really like, you know, uh, uh, his story is something that's like, you know, I said the bar is already set real high. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. he came here with nothing, you know, you know, went to the army, you know, he, uh, he you know, worked on Wall Street. He, right. um, you know, got got laid off from Wall Street. He um, he uh, opened his own accounting co- accounting firm, you know, married mm-hmm. my mom. He brought all his family over to the United States. So we're really first generation here. So, you know, I wouldn't be anything with, without my father. You know what I'm saying? And he right. really set, you know, he he set he set the groundwork. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, uh, he really set the bar really high. And uh, he made sure that education was uh, first and and um, you know first on the list. So he made mm-hmm. sure we all had education. I mean, they worked, you know, around the clock, which was you know one of the unfortunate things when it comes to. You know, when you're building a family, you got to work constantly. So my father was always working. He was very much militant. He was very much disciplinary. So I think that's where the martial arts and the and the discipline came from gotcha. when it comes to me, you know, and when it comes to my children, it's like the same right. thing. You know, I try to, to make sure that my kids have are respectful. You know what I'm saying? And I, I try to make sure I'm the best father possible. I make sure my kids are working mm-hmm. out, make sure they're treating people the right way. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm bringing these two young black males into this into this world, so I got to be an act. I got to play my active, active role, you know, mm-hmm. day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and that was gonna be kind of just like the next segue is like how important it is, or how important is it rather for you to be, you know, not just a financial provider, but also being present. Because right. when I see you, I always see them too. Right, and, absolutely. That, and, and I've always admired that about you. So, like, how important is it to always to be present with them? Right. Yeah, it's it's super important because I understand, you know, one of the things where entrepreneurship has allowed me to be present. It allows me to not work this to traditional nine to five so that right. now I, I can drop my kids to school. I pick my kids up. I can, I'm doing homework with the kids. So it's like, you know, if, you, if you've been to the dojo, my kids are in the dojo all the time. Like, you know what I mean? All the time. They're running around. That's like their second home. So, mm-hmm. so my interaction with them is just is, is, is so much more hands-on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted it that way also, you know. When, when I started my own business, I wanted to be present because I know how important it is so that, you know, the kids feel loved. They feel that they get that firm hand also, you know what I'm saying? But they also get that gentle touch that they need also to let them know, like, look, this is not okay, or this is good that you did. So the fact that I own my own business, I'm able to be there for them, you know what I'm saying, in all areas of their life. And that's going to continue to um, continue to uh, manifest. Right. So listen, I already know that you're in shape. Um, We've hit the pads. Um, (laughs) So I already know you're strong physically, man. Um, So like, what do you do as far as your mental health to kind of keep you grounded, especially during these times with all the uh, the, ra- the the racial tensions, COVID, yeah. and, and, and things like that? Like, right. what do you do? Right. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I have a brother like you because you've been, 
you know, we can hang out together and we can actually train together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And mm -hmm. you see both sides, but you also right. can also experience how the two go hand in hand, mm -hmm. how the training is a release mentally and physically. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. during this whole thing, it's like, damn, I wasn't training because I was so angry. And that's one of the things where, where, <laughs> where I couldn't really... I couldn't really wrap my hands on why I felt the way I did, right? You know what I mean? I was, mm -hmm. I, was, I, was, I was doing, you know, I'm trying to maintain the business. I'm trying to be there as a provider for my family. I'm trying to wear all these hats. I'm trying to make sure the bills are being paid in a time where people, oh, everybody's canceling people, you know what I mean? When it comes down yeah. to a business, I'm talking as a business owner, as a father, you know, right. it's the weight of the world felt like it was on my shoulders at, at, at a certain point in time. And I know where I was just like, all right, I almost had a breakdown. I was like, you know what? You know, where am I going to get this strength? You know what I'm saying? And I'm mm -hmm. a Christian. I'm, a, I'm an active Christian. And I pray. But I didn't even have time. I didn't even have the strength to pray. Strength. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't even have I, I the... I didn't even have the... The the And that's when you're supposed to pray. That's when you're supposed to lean on God. Because God is saying, look, you know what I mean? I need, mm -hmm. you know, come to me during times of difficulty, during times of struggle. So mm -hmm. I remember there was this one day and I was like, you know what? And I saw my wife. I was like, look, I can't even go to work. I can't. I'm not even feeling the way I should be. I'm down. And what she did was that she um, she prayed for me. She rubbed my back, put some oils on. You know what I mean? And really did yeah. what yeah, what yeah. what um, uh, what I needed at that time. And she gave me that. And so, I, I mean, I love my wife. You know what I mean? Hats Shout off to, to her. Yeah, shout out to the queen, Shaquine. And um so she really picked me up that day. And um, I knew what I needed to get out of that right. was, was, which is my passion, which is mm -hmm. fitness and martial arts. You understand right. what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I also needed to say, look, I needed a conversation with my boys because I felt like my boys, I can see, yeah. I can see them, their, their stories on Instagram. I can see mm -hmm. different things that they post that they, my boys weren't in the same, wasn't in a good space either. Yeah. So what I did, I jumped on the call, you know, I was like, yo, who's up for a Zoom call? So a couple of my close boys, we jumped on the Zoom and we just vented. We just, mm -hmm. we just straight vented. And I feel like as men, we have different ways that we cope with different things. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We internalize a lot. We internalize yeah. a lot. We, we, um, we we either drink, right? Mm -hmm. Turn to drinking. Some of us that smoke, we turn to smoking, right? Mm -hmm. Some of us that, you know, um, uh, we turn to women to fill that void. Uh, you could turn to pornography, right? Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of different things that you do in order to cope with that hurt. Right. That, that, I don't know how to release this, so I'm going to mm -hmm. indulge in either those those different options. But right. rarely do we talk about it, mm -hmm. right? Which is the difference between women, right? A lot of women are there. It's so dope. They can cry on the spot. Like, not cry on the spot, mm -hmm. but they can cry and they can release that emotion where we have right. a hard time crying so that we internalize a lot. So we didn't have and that. And I always say, I always say not because you're quick. The thing about that is I'm a big advocate for mental health. And right. for me, I always say that expression, communication, and vulnerability is power. Absolutely. That's power. Yep. And women were given the blueprint since, since they were like, yay high, to, to communicate, to learn how to express, 
and be vulnerable. No, I don't think they were given and it. I think they learned it. I think they... they, they no, they no. What I mean out. is yeah. they were given the permission that it was okay, is Absolutely. what I'm saying. Versus, yeah. versus us, it was just like, nah, man, you got to man that up. Yeah, I, I, and I catch myself now to my son, and I say it, because, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, if he cries, sometimes I would say, like, you know, man up, don't act like a girl. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, right? And that's just completely <laughs> wrong, because that's right. how I was programmed. Because I watched my father being unemotional, cold, you know what I mean? So it's Maybe, now, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't want that generational, you know, curse, you know what right. I mean? So to now continue. I gotta, mm -hmm. yeah, to continue. So now I gotta say, look, nah, it's okay to cry. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But that happened, I only had that rev revelation like last year, like, you know what I mean? Where I'm yeah. like, you're supposed to cry. You're supposed to vent. You're supposed to let mm -hmm. that out. You're supposed to talk mm -hmm. and communicate. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still 100%. a work in progress. And I still pray mm -hmm. for God. I ask God for, for that strength in order to be vulnerable, to be, to be a better communicator. Because, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we're still not perfect. So we just got to figure out a way that we can, like, make this better because we're hurting. Me and you are hurting. But when you look outside of our circle, people are not mm -hmm. hurting. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People are still living yeah. their lives like it's nothing. Yeah. You know living what I mean? Yeah, living yeah. their best life. So we have to now come together and say, look, we got to now uplift each other the best way we know how. Mm -hmm. And that's why, right. you know, when you reached out to me, I was like, damn, Terrence, I wanted to do something like this. And yeah. we should have <laughs> did something like this before, bro. But the fact that I you know. reached out to me and I saw your, um, I saw your, um, your first live with the with, with with the brother i can't remember his name i was like ronald yeah yeah i was like yo i yeah. can feel that because we need that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and we need to let it be known that this is okay and mm -hmm. they need to see that look we're gonna get through this we're gonna be fine but we're gonna get through this together you know you know what i'm saying so yeah, i appreciate sure. and, you bro and so with appreciate it man and, and with uh covid you know um and, and having two boys like like how was parenting through COVID? I know that was the first thing that hit uh, before George Floyd and everything right. else. Like, how right. was managing like, like like that part and parenting and oh, getting gosh. through that mud? Like, oh, like how gosh. did you do that? Really, Terrence, we got to go. I mean, it was it was. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be like you know. Oh, it was great. You know, it's meant. I know it, it was, wasn't. It, it was it was cool. It was cool. Oh, let me tell you. Okay, you know, there's pros and cons to everything, right? Yeah. So there are pros and cons. So the pros are that I'm with my family. You know what I mean? And there's nothing that I value more than my family. So I get to wake up with my family. I get to know my family's safe. You know what I mean? Um, I, I learned a lot about my family during this time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And my family is definitely resilient. You know what I mean? But the cons is that my son, oh, it was, a, it was difficult to get the homework done with him. It was a night. It was crazy. You know what I mean? Certain days yep. where now I'm turning a home setting into an actual school setting. You know what I mean? And to <laughs> now be the teacher, the dad, and to let him know that this same computer that was just his, his outlet for games is now going to be your computer for your, this is your source of school, <laughs> of, <laughs> of assignments. <laughs> and now I got to play the role of, you know, I got to be, I'm already the bad guy at times. I got to be the double the bad guy. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, yeah. it was, it was difficult. And plus on top of running a business, you know, that's one thing, right. you know, with my business, I'm, I'm self-employed. I'm self-employed. Yeah. I don't get a paycheck. I don't get a guaranteed paycheck. 
So I had to make sure that my business is still running, meaning that Mm -hmm. I'm still providing a service for my clients. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not going to be any, um, any, any payments, you know, there's not going to be any money coming in. And so I had to make sure that my business was still running. So I'm still teaching classes virtually, which is also, you know, a part of the process too. I, I, I saw the struggle with my son's teacher teaching virtually, but now I'm teaching virtually. Now you can do the same thing. And I'm teaching self-defense virtually. You know what I'm saying? And I'm teaching all ages, which is different. So it was a little bit of a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. And, yeah, go and ahead. And then transitioning now, we, we go through that, you know, ma- parenting through COVID. Right. Managing a business through COVID. Right. And then now we have, you know, the this, this, this situation with George Floyd. Right. Um, and, and all, you know, the race tension that's going on. And being, being a father of, of two black boys. Right. Um, I just kind of just wanted to hear just what's your process as far as having these conversations and and even just how are, are you doing mentally and emotionally just with everything that's going on, knowing that you're raising just these two young boys. Right. Um, one one of the things that I'm going back to my father because that he she, that he kind of wanted to shelter me from the mm-hmm. real world. And some right. parents do that. Some t- parents yes. shelter their kids from the real world, which is which is not a, for me, it wasn't a positive thing. You know what I mean? Because I was living in Queens and I was going to um, Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. And in going to Catholic school, I was one of the only minorities going to the schools, especially in like junior high school. So I got hit with like racism from young. Like I got exposed to it from very young. And I wasn't mm-hmm. really aware of it, of how significant it was, especially going from my junior high school. And I was going into a high school where um, uh, it wasn't easy, the easiest high school to get into, right? So I remember from like seventh or eighth grade, I had a mom um, and, and, she, and she said to me, she said, you will never make it in um, this high school because wow. her son got mm-hmm. kicked out of that high school, right? Yeah. And, she, and of course, she wasn't the same race as me, right? So... Mm-hmm. She said, you would never make it in there. And I didn't know what that meant, so I didn't tell anybody. You know, long story short, you know, years went by. You know, senior year, guess what? I got kicked out of high school. You know what I'm saying? And um, I didn't really understand how the two correlated. Senior year, Mm -hmm. mind you, senior year, I get kicked out of high school. So... I still ended up going into um, into a good school, a good college. I went to Hofstra. And I remember going to Hofstra. And I remember when a um, uh, a security officer said, you know, they said, uh, what are you doing here? And I was going to class. He stopped me. He said, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm going to class. He said, no. Nah. So he jumped on his horn. He said, look, does this kid look like X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, you know what I mean? In, high, in college, right. I looked like I was like 12. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> You don't crack, baby. You don't crack. Exactly. So I got, you know, of course, I got stereotyped there. And then I remember I was going into my car with some friends of mine, and we were told, we were like, yo, they said, get the F on the floor. Right? They thought I was breaking into my own car while I was on campus. Mm -hmm. So me and my buddies going into my car. Mind you, I had like a 1990 Dodge Shadow, which is, for anybody that knows, the Dodge Shadow is not a nice car. But (laughs) they thought I was breaking into 
1990 Dodge Shadow, and they told me to get the F on the floor. And then at that point, I'm like, I didn't get on the floor. All my friends got on the floor. I'm like, and I got standing with my hands up, like, for what? He said, get on the floor if I shoot your F and I out. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. what? I'm like, wow. so now I'm like, damn, I'm about to get shot. So I start to, I take a knee. I say, but I go here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, seriously? Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, you go I, here. I go here. They're like, yeah. you go here. Let me see your ID. I showed them my college campus ID. They're like, oh, that's funny, right? My, they're like, sorry. Like, you know, my bad. Yeah. That was funny, right? Wow. And even at that point, you know what? I didn't realize what was happening. I didn't report it. I didn't do none of that stuff. So I'm also at fault. You understand what I'm saying? So... And this and there's plenty of times where I got pulled over, stopped. I'm getting yep. I'm getting stopped and frisked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By DTs that are just I get out of my car, I'm getting frisked in Brooklyn, just you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. the fact that I got experienced to so much racism, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a I have a moral duty to make sure my kids know about racism. They Powerful. make sure they know about what's a good guy and what's a bad guy. You understand what I'm saying? Now, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that guy also that says, look, it's almost like a person that's in a relationship, right? And you take now, one girl did you bad, so now I'm going to make every girl suffer. I'm going to cheat on every single girl that, right, you know right, what right. I'm saying? You got to make that, right. you got to make sure it's balanced too. You know what I'm saying? You got to make mm -hmm. sure that, look, my kids understand. Guys, guys, stop. Can you guys relax you for a second? <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's, I'll tell you. Always parenting, it never stops. Always, always. <laughs> so, and then and he has he has his partner in crime, his cousin. So, yeah, I got to make sure they understand what's good and what's bad, and who's good and who's bad. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And what some of these things they're gonna learn by experience. You know what I mean? You can't teach them everything, but at least I'm gonna have that conversation about race, about how some people perceive. And again, this is just a part of our 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 job as parents you know what i mean my mm -hmm. job as a dad is my job is to educate the kids and their job is to live and take that education and and run with it you understand what mm -hmm. i'm saying and if they need yeah. me i'm gonna be there but i'm gonna at least i'm gonna have that conversation of and i'm gonna tell them the experiences that i had you know what i mean that i had to live through mm -hmm. and especially as a darker skin male my, my kids is light skin they're like you <laughs> you know what i mean and there's a difference between our there's a honestly, people treat the darker skinned people how I was treated differently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. I'm I'm trying to teach my kids like, look, man, you got to treat each and every kid the same way, but you also got to understand what's who's good and who's bad too. And those people you can't treat the same way. You understand know what, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's why I teach my kids martial arts. My kids know how to defend themselves. You know what I mean? They're not going to be walking around with their head carried low. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, education is great, but there may be a point in time we have to punch somebody in the mouth. Because there's been times <laughs> where I had to punch somebody in the mouth just because I've been, I that's I was put in the corner. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. So self defense is is huge. And whether it's a girl, I teach my nieces how to fight. I teach my wife how to fight. You know, if you're around me, you're going to know how to defend yourself. You know what I'm saying? So right. I know, yeah. And, so that's and uh, what degree black belt? And what degree black belt are you like? Man, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got my black belt in ninety four, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. So um, 
it was 1994. So um, I stopped. I started martial arts when I was eight. So I've been doing this for a very long time, you know. So, um, wow. yeah. Wow. If if Jesus. we were going by degrees, I'd be a lot of degrees. But I don't even go by degrees because I'm still always a student. Mm. You know, I train. Oh, I still train and I try to stay fit and, and, and try to stay humble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you try to stay fit. All right. Okay. Try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are fit, right? Okay. Try, bro. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, going back to when you said, like, there was a teacher that told you that you would never make it. Right. Um, it was a parent. It's funny because when I was in the eighth grade, I had a yeah. guidance counselor that, that told me I would never. He told me that I wouldn't make it. And the high school that I, that I was aspiring to go to was way out of my league. So he wanted to push me to somewhere. And mind you, I, and you know where I used to, to, to live, on the borderline of Queens yeah. and Long Island. And he wanted right. to send me somewhere in Brooklyn. Right. Right. As he was trying to say something. You know what I'm right. saying? And, Absolutely. And, you know, thank God for my mom stuff. and stuff like that. Cause she was like, no. Like, yeah. no. Like, yeah, we're man. not having that. I rebuked that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then she took me home and, and then she, she and she just said, no, like, you are not, you know, what he says that you are. You're you're of a higher power. Right. Um, and I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to be, the, like, parents' roles are so important. Um, yep. because there there'll be so many people that will tell you um that you can't. You know yes. what I'm saying? But but it's so important to hear like parents and mothers and fathers like yourself um to say differently and to and to uplift your kids and to tell them that they are not what other people think. Absolutely. I think you cut out a little bit. Oh yeah, no no. I, I, I just said uh, can you hear me? Good. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. so I, I just want to say, man, I, I just to salute you um, on being a great father. Thank um, you. On being a great businessman. Um, and somebody that I know that I can always go to, chop it up with. And if you ever need me for anything, man, you, are, you already know what it is. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But absolutely. maybe we could do something. Um, I think that we were talking about maybe possibly doing a Zoom or something like that, that we could do yes. more stuff like this for us. Right. Um, and I just wanted to take a time out to, to highlight some incredible fathers this weekend. Um, and you are one of them. So I, I just want to say thank you for being a great father, a pillar in the community, especially in Nassau County. It's definitely needed, man. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And uh, thank, thank, thank you for doing this with me, man. I definitely appreciate it. Um, I thank you, if you have man. any last words for the people, um, say some or any type of advice. Yeah. Flores um, Jones. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And all the fathers um, is uh, it's a broad term. Like, you can, you, can be a, uh, you can be a role model. You can be a godfather. All, all the role models that are here, happy Father's Day to you. Terrence, happy Father's Day to you, bro. Um, and, um, you know, today is June 19th. You know what I mean? This is a beautiful, this is a this is a beautiful day. You see my shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's got the black stars. <laughs> it's represent our see, independence. Yeah, this is this is this is my uh, this is my Fourth of July uh, uh, um, celebration. We got the grill out. But thank you, man. Thank you for having this platform. You know what I mean? Thank you for having me down. And um, you know we can just you gotta do it again. Chop it up like we normally do. But you know for sure. And I appreciate you, bro. So. Definitely. Sick. I would have worn my Uma shirt, but I can't fit it right now. So it's all um, good. It's all good. <laughs> all right, bro, 